bitch-ass bitch. Please play some good music. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I'm your host, Kay Edwards, and I'm happy to be here with you this morning. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone had a blessed week. Hope everyone's day has started off wonderful, especially if you live in Brooklyn. We had that little snow, that little snow activity yesterday, and I'm glad, thank God, that the rain came afterwards and washed it basically all away. I just had to clean off a little bit off the top of the car, but that was okay. I could deal with that. Didn't have to shovel, which was a blessing. Well, I shoveled a little bit yesterday, but didn't have to do much. But I just thank God for that. So let's get the housekeeping out of the way, and then we can start our show. Of course, you know, Radio Free Brooklyn, we're having a Drive to Five fundraising campaign because in May, we turned five years old. So we're trying to raise $25,000 
so that we can continue to bring you commercial-free, independent radio for another five years. Because we think raising money should be fun, each month we'll be bringing listeners fun challenges with some great prizes. So now this one I want to tell you about. We have a, if you go on the, the radio, if you go on the page, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, at the top you'll see a banner and it says trivia questions. This month's trivia questions has to do with things in Bushwick. And I think you have to answer 10 or 11 questions in three minutes. And whomever gets the highest, the, whoever answers the questions in the least amount of time out of the three minutes that they allot you will win a Radio Free Brooklyn t-shirt because we have special t-shirts that were made up for the fundraiser. So you'll get to win one. So if you know anything about Bushwick, if you know anything about Brooklyn, or even if you don't, if you just want to take the challenge, it doesn't cost you anything to try the trivia, you know, the trivia questions and you can get a T-shirt. Now, the good thing about it is they said that um, they put in there when you go to answer the questions, they also ask you what's your favorite show. So now if one of you guys are a buff at, a, you know, a whiz at answering questions for Bushwick, if you click that you listen to my show, then I win a T-shirt as well. How cool is that? But, you know, just not that I want you guys to win me a T-shirt, but that would be awesome if you won me a T-shirt. That would be really cool to know that one of my listeners was able to answer all the trivia questions. So just go there, answer the questions, try to win yourself a free T-shirt, make a donation. Because, like I said, we need to raise money, $25,000, so that you can continue to hear my iconic voice over the airwaves every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Or you can just call us at 718-673-8201 and leave us a message and let us know how much you love Radio Free Brooklyn and to just wish us a happy birthday. And who knows, your message might be played on the air. So now, good morning. If you guys want to call me and just say hello to me, I'm 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. So now, oh. I also wanted to tell you, since it's the five year and we're in this number five and look how beautiful that's flowing. We have our five year anniversary for the radio station. We're doing our own individual five year plans here with the show. And then I actually went and I looked up what is the meaning of five? Because there were so many fives coming about, you know, with us, with the show and just with myself in general. So the meaning of five is balance. And it means you should you should try to keep balance in all areas of your life. It particularly means you should have balance between your spiritual and your physical world. And that's what we're doing here on the show. We're keeping what well, we're trying to keep a balance. We're establishing a sense of order to keep to maintain balance between our physical world and our spiritual world. And it says it's necessary to live in harmony with nature and to be grateful for all things in your life. Five is the symbol of goodness and grace of God. How beautiful is that? We love the grace of God. Every day we love the grace of God. It says number five also resonates, resonates with independence and freedom. So that's exactly where we're going with our five-year plan. So here's another little tidbit that we can tuck away in our suitcase that we can use. We're right in the flow of everything that's going on. So I, like I said last week, continuing with this week, last week we talked about faith. And I needed that as the opener to begin where we were going to be going with this journey. So 
Today, I want to talk to you about the power of your words. Now, we really don't take, well, most people really don't take into account when they're speaking the words that they use. I mean, when we communicate to one another, we know what we want to say, we get it out, you hear what you you hear, you interpret it the way you interpret it, and then that's how communication goes back and forth between people. But if we really took the time to pay attention to all the words that we used, we would speak more carefully. Because when you think about it, and I have a a number of scriptures today that I'm going to go through that, obviously words are very powerful because in the Bible alone, there are numerous scriptures talking about our language, speaking about what we say, speaking about what words can produce in our life, and that's exactly what words do. They produce actions in our life. When we speak out, it produces actions. Because if you think about it, God created the heaven and the earth by using words. From the beginning of time, words were important. From the beginning, we see from the first book in Genesis that God started speaking. When he wanted to create something, he spoke. And in Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the the face and the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, so this is before anything was even created, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So all this, the verses afterwards, anything that he wanted to create, he spoke about it. And he didn't stop speaking until everything that he wanted to bring upon the earth had been completed. The waters, the heavens, earth itself, animals, man. They were all created and they were all spoken into existence using words. So now just think about it. Here it is. We were created in the image of God. So it would be the same thing today, right? If we're created in his image and whatever he wanted to exist, he spoke it into existence through his words. Then whatever we want to exist, we have to do the same. Anything that we want to create needs to be spoken into existence through our words. But when we finish speaking, are we going to say, like he said, what we created was good? Because after he created everything, he said, and it was good, you know, it was good. He was pleased with it. So when we speak, is everything that we put out into the atmosphere something that we can say is good? Because, you know, they say life and death is in the power of the tongue. And Proverbs 18, 21 to 20, 20 to 21 says, words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Good talk is as gratifying as a good harvest. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You have to choose. So that was from the Message Bible. I read that. But now just thinking about it, just in general, when you think about it, In order to create something, which is what we're trying to do, we're trying to create our five-year plan. We're trying to get our life 
in a way where we're satisfied to the road that we're on to become this new person or this re in a better version of the person that we presently are. That's what we're doing. So in doing that, we have to even be mindful of not only the words that we use when we speak to others, but how we speak to ourselves. So you think about it. How do we use our words? And sometimes do you even think about, like I said before, what even comes out of your mouth? So that's, um, that's something that we really need to be mindful about. But unfortunately, sometimes when we talk, we don't even pay attention to what we're saying. We're just, even if it's just mumbling to ourselves, even just mumbling to yourself, the words that you use, even in your mumbling, like if you forget something or you can't find something, or you just, just those little, those little things that most of the time, and I know I, I, I'm not speaking for everyone. I know you can take account of yourself, but even just for myself, I've just, and I've always heard this and I've always tried to be mindful of it. But this week when I was actually putting this old topic together and gathering my information, it was really making me pay attention to everything that I was saying, even when I was saying it to myself. So you'd be surprised how you really don't pay attention to some of the things that you say. And when you respond to someone, when they they speak to you, you're just responding even though you know the answer, you know, it's not like you have to really think about some things you really don't even have to think about. Somebody asks you a question, you have an answer. But even when given the answer, the way you use those words in giving them the answer makes a difference. Because in, when we're doing it, we're either speaking goodness, we're either speaking blessings, we're either speaking encouragement, health, you know, prosperity, even protection. You know, when we say our words out of our mouth. So, or are we saying sometimes the way we may respond in our tone, could it be hurtful? You know, could it be hurtful? Could it be destructive? Like somebody could have been looking for something positive from you, but it came out the wrong way. So what the, the way you intended it to be put out there wasn't the way that they were able to receive it. So when when I was putting this whole thing together and really going into the whole in-depth about words and what they mean and how they just really formulate different things in our lives, it's it's really deep. It's deeper than what most people want to think it is or even believe that it is. But just to tell you how important words were, besides the fact of because we were created in God's image and he used words himself to create things. I mean, you look at the tongue. The tongue is a part of our mouth, but it has so much power in it. And I'm going to give you the definition of the tongue. The tongue is just a muscular organ in the mouth that vibrates to manipulate food so that it's easier to swallow. But it does more than that. When you just look at our organs as what our organs are, okay, yeah, that's what they do. But when you really think about it, the tongue also allows us to have speech. So that's where they, they get that, that part of the Bible where they say life and death is in the power of the tongue. Because whatever comes out of your, mind, your mouth, it's either going to 
give life to something or it could cast death upon something. I mean, just think about how many friendships you've killed from something that you've said out of your mouth at the wrong time or just inappropriately. You know, it's really something when you really think about it. So I want us to, and since our word for the month is intentional, I just want you just for one, just do a little, just do a little quiz for yourself, just to do a little game with yourself, just to see for one day, if you're just mindful of everything that you say out of your mouth to someone, how you say it. You know, when you say it and what you say, just to, just for yourself to see how much, and you'll notice, you'll, you'll see just like, wow, I really didn't realize that I just automatically say something because it's something that we don't think about. We speak, especially when you know how to, when you know how to speak and you understand what's being said to you, you know how to answer back. Now, if it were in a foreign language, that's the only time when we really think about, oh, what am, what am I actually saying and am I saying it properly? When you're learning a foreign language and you're speaking to that person that is fluent in that language, when they say something to you, if you understand them and then you go to respond, the first thing your brain does is you start thinking, okay, um, what tense do I say this in? Am I using the right word? Am I using the right pronoun for it? Because they have different, you know, different languages have different pronouns for he, she, they, we. Whereas, you know, just everything is so. So your mind goes through all those stages before you give them a response. So just imagine that when we're speaking, we speak English here for the most part, most of us. And for those who speak two languages, God bless you. But when we speak English. We don't, our mind doesn't do all that because we know exactly what it is we want to say because we've been raised up speaking that language. So we know what word, what tense, how it should be, be presented when we go to answer someone. But just think that if you were responding to someone and you spoke a foreign language, how you would have to take the time to make sure you use the proper words in their tense to get the the message across as to what you want to say. That's what I want you guys to think about when you use, just even just do it for, if you could just do it for an hour. So, you know me, I like to keep real things real basic. I'm not even going to give you something where it's like, oh, do it for a week or do it for a day. If you could do it for an hour, an hour, trust me, just an hour in a conversation, if you watch and were mindful of everything that you say, you would see a difference just in that short space of time. So just imagine over the years, when you weren't thinking about what you said, all the words that you've said. And when I thought about that, I cringed because I was like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to go back there to half the words that I've said. You know, when you don't know, you just do, you know, but now that you know, you can do better. But it's amazing. It's really amazing of what, how powerful our words are. So we're going to use those words and we're going to use those words to speak life into our situations. We can speak life into our situations. We can turn our own situations around and the situations of others just by the words that we use. 
And just by the words that you say to yourself, like when you look in the mirror, if your hair is like, if your hair is giving you problems and it's just not falling right, instead of saying something like, like what most women we would say was like, oh, why did I have to have this hair today? You know, why did I have, why does my hair always have to give me a problem? Or why is my hair always, you could have been bald. I mean, little things like that. You know, where someone else is looking in the mirror and God forbid they're losing their hair. They're like, I wish I had, you know, is the flip side of what you're saying because something's not going right. And I'm just using and that's just a really simple, simple example of what I'm giving. But I'm just saying how quickly words fly out of our mouths and we don't realize the impact that it has. You know, you keep saying, oh, why do I have this hair? Why do I have this hair? And then here it is five years later, and you're like, gosh, you know, my hair is thinning out. I'm losing my hair. Because you spoke into existence, why do you have to have this hair? But you're not going to think back to all those times when you were doing your hair and it wasn't falling exactly the way you wanted it, how you said, oh, my gosh, I wish I, I wish this, or why do I have to? You didn't realize that. But everything that we say goes into the universe, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to produce something. There's going to be some harvest to that seed of word that you put out there. And when you look at it that way, that will really make you be very careful in what you say. Because if you think that, if you think about that every word that you say is a seed and it's planting something, well, do you really want to reap that plant that it's going to produce after it starts sprouting up? There's something to think about. It's seriously something to think about. So now, I'm feeling kind of like for a song. I wasn't going to play a song today, but with all that, since words are powerful, right, and everything we say creates things, this just came into my spirit as I was sitting here talking to you guys. I was thinking about... Playing a song because it came to me with um, putting words in the atmosphere. So I'm going to play this song. It's an it's an old song. I mean, not that old, but, you know, it's not a recent song, but. I'm going to, uh, you know, actually, it's two songs I was going to play. I was going to play two songs, but you know what? This one is really coming to me because as soon as I was speaking, it, I started hearing this song in my head. So. I'm going to play this one because to me, this is talking about words as well. So enjoy this song and we'll be back to continue talking about the power of words. There's a miracle in this room with my name on it. There's a healing in this room. And it's here for me. Oh, there's a breakthrough in this room. It's got my name on it. So I'm gonna put a praise on it. Come on. 
Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. I just needed to put that on because when I was talking about the power of words and I was talking about how the words that we use create things, that song came into my spirit because for some reason, whenever I hear that song, it makes me want to just dance because how could you not, when you just think about it, something that you're looking to take place, like she said, put it in the atmosphere. He inhabits the praises of his people. So when you just start praising, no matter what your situation is, you're going to get a response and it's going to be uplifting for you. So every time I hear that song or whenever I think about, whenever I'm in a certain type of feeling way, whether it be good or bad, and I put that song on, there's no way that after I hear it, I'm not in a better place. I'm always in a better place after I hear that song. And then when you really think about it, yeah, I'm putting a praise on it. I'm putting a praise on the fact that I'm, for those of you who are looking for jobs or even a new job, I'm putting a praise on it, Lord. I'm putting it out there that I'm thanking you in advance before I even receive it. If I'm looking for healing in my body, if I'm going through certain things, if I have aches and pains, if I'm brokenhearted, if I'm confused, if I'm just distraught. You know what? I'm putting a praise on it because God, I know you can bring me out. I know your word is life to me. Life. It's like living waters. Like Jesus said to the woman at the well, at the, at the well, living water. He would give her living water that she wouldn't thirst no more. So when you put a praise on top of whatever it is you're feeling, um, you know what? My feet may hurt today. My knees may hurt. My back may hurt. But I'm putting a praise on it, God, because I know it won't be every day that I'm going to feel like this. And the more that you put praises on it and put it up in the atmosphere, he inhabits the praises of his people. You're going to get your blessings. It even makes you feel better as you're going through waiting for your blessing to show up. It helps you even through the going through process. There's a lot of things that even if we're confused, you know what, God, I don't know whether I should go left, right, up, down. But you know what? I'm going to praise you anyway. Because I know you are in control and I know that you order my steps. You direct my steps. You are a light unto my feet. And no matter where my feet tread, it's going to be blessed because you're blessing it as I'm going along. So all I have to do is stay in motion. And once I thank him for it, give him the highest praise, which is hallelujah, and just let him know how grateful I am because he is in my life, because he is turning things around for me, because he is working out whatever my situation is for my betterment. What more can I say after that? What more could I possibly say? I am totally giving it over to him. I'm totally thanking him for everything he's doing with it. I may not even understand what he's doing, but the fact that I know that he's in control of everything in my life, then I don't have anything to worry about. That lifts the burden off of me right there. Right there, my burdens are lifted because I'm not carrying that heavy weight of what I'm worrying about, having things. How am I going to make this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to get this? I don't have to worry about that. If he said, if the sparrows and the birds, they don't worry about what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, they, they don't worry about that. They just go about their life. When they wake, when a bird wakes up in the morning, you think he's one, oh gosh, where am I going to get this worm from? Lord, I went there yesterday and they told me no. And you think he's thinking about that? No, he just gets up. I'm hungry. Let me go out here and see what's out here. And when he goes out there, you best believe God's going to have something to feed him. God's going to have something to feed him and he ain't worried about it. We're the only ones that get up worrying about every little thing. 
And if we just followed that same that same mindset of, you know what, let me just get up and do what I know I need to do. That bird knows he needs to get up and just get out there. No, the worm is not going to come to him as he's sitting up there in that nest nice and cozy and warm. No, he's going to have to get out there and do some walking. And as he's walking, oh, snap, look, my food for the morning. Same thing with us. We can't get anything if we're staying cozy in our bed, cozy in our wherever we are. That's where we're cozy. It, it, it requires you to do some movement. Again, with the movement, got to stay in motion. Even if you're just, okay, let me get dressed. Let me go outside. Let me see. I know I have to take care of this. Let me go do. Or even sometimes it's not even going outside. Sometimes it's just even walking around in your own house. Get up. Do something. You know what? Let me start cleaning up this room. You know, I really wanted to get rid of this this extra mail that I have here. Let me start doing some, going through getting some bills and papers in order. Even with that, it's still a motion. It's still a movement. You are still doing something. You're giving God something to work with. So yes, as you're going through those papers, something may pop up. Oh, wow. You know, I didn't realize that I had this sitting here this whole time. And then one thing will lead to another, to another, to another. But you have to do movement. You have to put some type of effort into it. It's not just going to come to you. So now going back to the power of words, Jesus has said in Matthew 12, um, 34 to 37, that on the judgment day, everyone will give account of their words. Imagine that, that all the words that you've said over your whole entire life, you're going to have to give an account for it. And this is what it says in the Message Bible. And this is in the Message Bible. This is really broken down. You have minds like a snake pit. How do you suppose what you say is worth anything when you are so foul-minded? It's your heart, not the dictionary, that gives meaning to your words. A good person produces good deeds and words season after season. An evil people is a blight on an orchard. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation. Words can also be your damnation. Now, you see why sometimes I read the Message Bible? Because it's like a slap in the face. I mean, he just told us that we have minds like snake pits. (laughs) Think about that. First of all, I don't even like snakes. But for Jesus to say that our mind is like a snake pit? Come on, people. And we know, we know that a lot of things that we say we should not have said, we know that when we go to say it, what the effect is going to be. Because sometimes we'll say things to stir the pot. I've been guilty of that. And... But when he says we're going to just the thought of, okay, here it is. I had you thinking about, okay, just being mindful of the words that you use. But now just even thinking about the day of salvation, the day of reckoning, say when, okay, when all this is passed away and we're gone on to our eternal life, 
just imagine. Now, I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know if it's an interview room. I don't know if you're going to be standing up before a, a panel like the Spanish Inquiry. I don't know. But just think if you were, just imagine if you were put in a room and you were, you know, like if you're in a movie theater with all the different screens, right? And you're just standing there. And they replay your entire life from your birth as a baby in the hospital all the way up until the time when you're there. And every conversation that you've ever had, you get to rehear and you see the reaction. You see the action afterward. Because when we have a conversation with someone and we say something, we only see the reaction that's right there in front of us. We don't know what those words did after that person leaves our presence because then they go on to do whatever they're going to do and we go on and we do whatever we're going to do. So once we've said what we said, we go on and that's it. But now that person, they're carrying whatever it is that we said. So now what if we were able to see like, say it was a movie being shot. And you know how you'll see a movie, you'll have two people in a room, and then you'll see one person went and did something else. They'll be like, oh, my gosh, that's what she was doing when they were over there doing. Imagine your life like that. You get to see what the person was doing and what their actual reaction was after the conversation that you had with them when they left your presence. Sometimes it might be a happy picture. Sometimes you might have said something that really made that person's day. So, it um, it allowed them to go and do something even better than when they were in your presence. It gave them the encouragement to go and say, you know, oh, wow, she told me this. So now let me implement what she said. And they got a positive result from it. But what about the person that you said something to that it wasn't all that positive, that you said something to that you really cut them down? And now they're walking away with what you left them with. How did their life turn out? Did they then go and think about what you said, which made them spiral into doing something else, which wasn't so positive for their life? Did they just brush it off like, oh, who, the, who cares what she's saying? I don't believe anything she says anyway. We don't know. Unless we have interaction with that person all the time. But even with having interaction with that person all the time, you still really don't know. Because it's not like they're going to come back and really tell you how those words really affected them. You don't know. Sometimes you don't find out till years later. I mean, if you just think about situations in your family and conversations that might have been had, and it's not till years later or something happens or at a, a, a wedding or a, a new birth of a child or a funeral even, because that's when families usually always get together a funeral will bring everybody in the family together. People you hadn't seen in years will come because it's a funeral. Everybody gets together at that point. But then you have that conversation with that person that you hadn't seen since the last funeral, which could have been like 10, 20 years ago. Who knows? And you hear a conversation and you have a conversation and you're like, I, you know, I don't remember saying that or that's not what I meant when I said it or what were we even talking about? Because you might not remember it. But if it was something that you said that really weighed on that person, they're going to remember it. They're going to remember it. Trust, they're going to remember it. So 
that's how where they say words are so powerful and it can breed life or death. It doesn't have to be a literal death. But sometimes you can kill certain things. You can kill a person's spirit by the words that you use. And that's why they say when it comes to young children and when you're talking to them, and even in school when the teachers are talking to them, you have to be so careful to what you say to small children because they're, they're just now coming into a understanding of what life is. They don't, under, they don't know. So what you say to them, they're going to believe it. So when you tell a child, oh, you're never going to be this or you're no good or you're so bad, you're so bad. Like even sometimes we'll say that and kids can really be terrors. Thank God my son wasn't a terror. He wasn't a terror. And I, I'll say he was a total blessing. I did not have a problem with that boy. He was definitely God sent. He was put here for a mission and it was not to drive me crazy. But most kids, like some kids I'll see, and you look at them and you're like, why is that kid just so bad? You might think this in your mind, you know? You're just like, this kid is just so, no matter what you say to them, they're just so bad. But you can't tell that kid, you know what, you're just so bad. Why are you so bad? Because you're constantly, that's what you're, you're feeding that. You're see, whatever it is that's in them that's creating them to have that will to be so out there, you're just festering. You're, you're feeding it. Now, kids that are, that don't listen and yeah, they, they have these new, uh, which I don't know, ADHD and ADD. I don't know all those things. I've never looked into it. But just say that child has one of those things. And they are going to have a little bit extra energy than the next kid. But even if you just talk to them, just talk to them in a, and I know sometimes it's hard because if you're the parent and you have to deal with it all the time, it's easier for me to say because I'm not the parent dealing with it. But for those parents that are dealing with kids who just are just all over the place, sometimes just grab him or her and just hold them and just whisper good things into their ear. Even though they might not even want you to hold them, they might just even be fighting you because they don't want you to hold them. They don't even want to be bothered. They don't want to hear nothing you have to say. But if that's not the moment to do it, then before they go to bed, when they wake up in the morning, just hold that child and just speak good things into their spirit. And if you are a godly person, just read them a scripture to tell them how beautiful they are in God's eyes and how much he loves them. But if you're not into the scriptures, so you just hold them and tell them how much you love them and how perfect they are and how they're going to be so successful and how everything that they may want, their dreams are going to be able to come true, you know, that they're going to grow up to be, you know, important people and do great things that's going to help others in society. And you just have to keep speaking those positive words into their life and you'll see the change come about. Then you'll see the change come about because your words are going to be, are going to be planting new seeds. Your words are going to be new seeds for them that will start sprouting up 
to make them better people. And you'll find that they probably won't be as all over the place as they were before. I'm not saying that it's going to happen overnight. Yeah, they're still going to have that extra energy because if they have that in them already, you just have you have to learn how to channel that energy to make it to the positive. They're only doing and acting out from what they know. And if they know it looks to us, it's they're being bad because they don't know anything else. But if you channel that energy into doing something positive or channel that energy into making it something where they're excited or keeps their attention then it's going to be something good. But even with that, it's still your words. It's the words that you use. And it's so important for us to be mindful of the words that we use. Because the words that we speak can either build up or tear down. And even like I said to ourselves, like Proverbs ten eleven says, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. So it's just that simple. It's just so simple as just knowing what you say and how you say it. Just that simple. From the fruit of their lips, people enjoy good things, but the unfaithful have an appetite for violence. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. I mean, it's, it's, it's just written all over, all over in the Bible. It's just in Proverbs, you'll find it everywhere that he's talking about what your words can do, what your words can, can, can create. So now in our five-year plan, we want to put words out there that are only going to help us get to that goal of us being our authentic, perfect, well, nobody's perfect, but we can be perfect in our own eyes. We can see, you can get to a point where you're happy with yourself that you feel that you're perfect. And when I say perfect, not saying that you don't have any flaws because we all have flaws, but you can get to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm really satisfied with me. I'm really happy where I'm good, where I'm at right now. And when you get to that point, that could be your state or your level of perfection. So what we want to do is we want to speak those words into our life that makes us feel like. You know, I'm on my way to being what I want to be. Like, I was a little discouraged yesterday. And I know, and I've heard, this is what I've heard. People have said, anyone who's out there speaking positive, giving encouragement, if you're a teacher, if you're just motivational, you're going to be attacked, especially if you're using the word of God in order to do it. You're going to be attacked. So I had that in the back of my mind that, yes, I know there's going to be things that are going to come up against me because of what I'm doing, and especially if I'm having an impact on people's lives, then my attacks are going to be even that much greater. But last night, and it had started, and I, when I think about it, and that's another thing I have to do too, I have to stay ever present in realizing when things happen 
the reason why it's happening. Because sometimes it'll just happen and you don't understand and you just get caught up in it. And I know I have, I do that a lot. I'll, something will happen and I'll just get caught up in it instead of taking a step back and being like, okay, where's this coming from? And why is this coming at me now? And I've, this week, I've had a couple of things that have come at me. When it first came at me, I was like, whoa, what is that? But now I'm starting to walk in when something happens. I just really just take a step back, take a deep breath and try to assess, okay, what is this? Is this real or is this just another, you know, trying to be a distraction? You know, is this an attack on me because of, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm saying possibly, whose life I am affecting for the better? So this week has been kind of tumultuous for me. And there was just different things that was going on. And it wasn't until last night that I had gotten to the point where I was like, without thinking, of course, I just started, you know, just going with the flow of it, flowing down the wrong river because I was supposed to be flowing down the river where the spirit was leading me. But of course, I was flowing down the other one. And then I had to catch myself. And when I caught myself and there's nothing wrong with it, you know, there's nothing wrong with you sometimes feeling down. You know, people do get down. Everything's not going to be an up day. You are going to have ups and downs in your life. But when I caught myself, I said, you know what? Let me just start reading. You know, let me just read. And I didn't know where I was going to read. I just figured, you know, let me open the Bible and just read. And I went into the book of Hebrews. And the book of Hebrews is actually a book that was written. It was written to... um the Jews that were falling off from the faith for those who were ready to throw in the towel and give up. That book in Hebrews is a book of encouragement to let them know, don't give up. God is who he is. He's going to, he's going to do what he said he's going to do. But that book of Hebrews is that type of book. All, you know, when, the author was speaking to those people. He was speaking to those people who was just, they had just totally had it. They was like, enough is enough. I'm out of here. And I didn't know that. That was the book of, he. I mean, when you read it, you'll see that he's talking to people that, yeah, they, they you know, they, he's encouraging them. But I didn't know that that book was basically definitely written for Christians who are, when you get to that point and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Well, you know what? Is it really worth it for me to do it? Or when you have that, you know what? I don't think this is really working. I'm done. You know, I'm just tired or I've just had enough or whatever it is you're feeling at the moment. And I just happened to turn to that page. It wasn't, no, let me change my words. See, being mindful of my words. I didn't just happen to turn to that book in the Bible. He told me in my spirit because he knew what I was feeling. And he knew that in reading that book or starting to read verses from that book would give me encouragement. So I could have just gone to bed and felt woe is me. I could have. But because I made up in my mind, see that cold keeping in motion, keeping movement into what we need to do and you will get your answer. Because I said, you know what, I'm feeling kind of down, but let me read some verses before I go to sleep. And as I opened the book, 
he took me to the book of Hebrews. But I, I wouldn't have known to go to Hebrews if I had not put my hands on the book to say, let me do this. See, staying in motion. So when I got to the book of Hebrews, at Hebrews and I started reading, it did give me encouragement because I was reading it. And as I read it, and you know, every time you read the scriptures, it could be something that you thought you knew. But when you read that scripture, it could be the same scripture. It will take on a different life depending on the situation to which you're reading it to right now. So I had read the book of Hebrews before because I've actually, when we were in seminary school, I had to read the entire book of the Bible. So I've read every book in the Bible. But when I go back and I read it now, there's certain stories in there where I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I forgot that this happened. But now it'll take on a different meaning in my life because this is where I probably need that story to really come to life for me. So in reading Hebrews, it did give me hope. And I say that because the wor- the words that were on the page, it changed my perspective and my spirit. And it made a difference to whereas I'm here today feeling in a different, I'm I'm coming across differently today than I would have probably had I not have read Hebrews. Not saying that I wouldn't have been on the radio this morning. I still would have been here because this is what I do. I'm going to show up unless I cannot show up, but I'm going to be here every Sunday. But my my whole dis, my whole attitude and the way I'm feeling giving this show today would have been a lot different had I not have read last night. So I say all that even with just our words, the words that we read on a page, those are words too. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be spoken. Sometimes it's things we read, other things that we might hear by the radio, like my voice, television, movies, All those things have an effect on our lives, whether it's feeding us for the positive or feeding us for the negative. So it's something for us to think about, not just the words that we say, but the words that we put into our own spirit, either through what we say to ourselves or to what we read or to what we might be watching or listening to, or or even listening to what others are saying. It's very important. So with this, with our five-year plan, we want to start speaking to ourselves in a positive light. Even if we're down, even if we're feeling a little discouraged, you know, and sometimes it it just takes something as simple as tomorrow's a better day. Because like, remember I said, every day that he gives you to wake up, It's a new set of blessings. You have new grace and new mercy. You get to start that day all over again. And that right there should be encouragement enough just to know, you know what? I might not have got it right today, but tomorrow is an opportunity for me to get it right. That right there should give you the extra energy to keep to keep going forward. And even if you just say that to yourself in the mirror, if you don't have anything else to say, 
when you look at yourself in the mirror, and I think it's very important that people look at themselves in the mirror. A lot of people, there's some people I know that they say they don't look in the mirror. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't look? Like, they don't really look in the mirror. And I am I guess it's foreign to me because I stay in the mirror. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm always in a mirror because I always want to make sure, well, how do I look? You know, how does this look? Is this right? Is that right? But if you just look in the mirror, and I want people to look in the mirror because you need to know who you are. You need to see who you, what you look like, what other people might be seeing when they see you. And my time is running short, but I'm going to get this out there quick. You need to see what people see. You need to see what you're putting out there before others. So when you look in that mirror and you look at yourself, even if you just look at yourself and say, I might not have gotten it right today but I will get it right tomorrow. That right there is a word of encouragement to yourself. Even if you look in the mirror and you say, girl, you look wonderful. Or dude, you got it going on. Whether you believe it or not, say it to yourself because you're making yourself happy. You're not saying it because you want others. That's what you want others to think about you. When they see you, you want them to say, girl, you got it going on. Or dude, it, it's, it's great for you. You want to be able to, when you see yourself, you know what? I'm good with that person that I see in the mirror. I'm happy with her. No, she didn't do everything right today. But you know what? She tried. She tried. And if she messed up today, well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise be to God. I get another day tomorrow, God willing. God, if you see it in the future for me to do it again, I will. But with that, I want to say God bless. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk 